Welcome to Pickle Me This, the officially unofficial podcast for Rick and Morty on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm Aaron. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today we're covering Season 5, Episode 4, Rick Dependence Spray. Here's Aaron with the recap. Morty discovers a horse jerking machine at his mom's work, which you'll recall from seasons past as a horse hospital. One week later, Rick steals a barrel of horse semen from the local horse hospital to develop a bioweapon to defeat the cannibalistic horse underground dwellers, or chuds, which have long been at war with humanity. Rick doesn't account for Morty's human DNA contamination, and the result is Morty's spermatozoa the size of minivans rampaging through our streets. All right, Aaron, what do you think of Rick Dependent Spray? Uh, I mean, what the fuck? This is... <laughs> It's it's one of the combinations of like very far out wild concept and schemes, uh, societally transgressing ideas with like a story that's not particularly funny or interesting. Yeah. Uh, so it feels like one of the episodes you're going to get when you ask Dan and and uh, Justin to make a hundred more Rick and Morty's. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. We will get a. They can't all be the Mona Lisa. Sometimes you get Rick dependent spray. Um, I saw a lot of people comparing this to the Slut Dragons episode. I found hmm. Slut Dragons hysterical. Yeah. Um, and the like just just the in jokes and like what it says about like human society through dragon society. I thought that stuff was really interesting. This I, I don't know. I uh, again, I got a couple of chuckles. There's a couple of funny word plays and at least one really good kind of Rick character development joke. But mm. other than that, this not not my favorite episode of, of Rick and Morty. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the problem. So, so again, I, I got a couple of laughs out of this, too. But the problem is there's they're not trying to say anything right. It's like. I guess the thing that I come to Rick and Morty for is both the comedy, but also uh, trying to say something about something. And this episode doesn't really say anything about anything. It's just a wacky adventure. And it has a potential. I get it to gross people out. Like incest is certainly a taboo topic and it's all over this thing. Um, I, yeah, I didn't find it super funny. Though I did laugh a couple times, and I guess I was more disappointed than the than I have been in any of the other episodes this season. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like it was over, and then like I had no real immediate urge to rewatch it. Or yeah, I mean, and, and again, it's it's not a terrible episode. It's just yeah. yeah, I guess I've gotten used to Rick and Morty giving me a chuckle and a think. And it yeah. can be a new way of looking at a social issue. It can be a new twist on a, on a science fiction trope. It can be like the implications of the intersection of those two things. But this is just or, uh, or a twisty plot line that is, you know, interesting to follow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know quite what to make of it. Do you want to get into like a, a, what however deep a dive we can take in this episode um yeah for sure i guess i want to take it serious at first it seems like this is and this is something that like was 
something that kept coming up on and Harmontown. Um, but it seems like an exploration of like shame, especially sexual shame, shame about exploring your sexuality and how that can like lead to, to bad things. Um, hmm. But you know, it's like, you know, Dan Harmon very publicly experimented with sex dolls, likes having a mannequin leg to stimulate his nipple while he's jerking off. I mean, and, then, and then that's just if I take him at his word, maybe that's stand right. in for something he's really afraid to talk about on a podcast. But the man has peculiar tastes and, and needs. And, and uh, as far as I can tell, he, he it, it's mostly satisfied with himself and consensual sex partners. So I don't have any problem with that. Um I guess I just don't know what this episode is saying. Is this episode saying that like 14 year old boy boys are just inherently gross and uh, there's, there's no help in it and saving it. Is it that like maybe 14 year old boys had, should have better collections of sex toys to experiment with. Is it like we should be okay with any kind of expression of sexuality, even if it involves like clandestine use of work equipment I, I, because some of those things I am in some kind of favor of, right, uh, right. but others are just like, what the fuck? What are you, what are we, tra-? and it's very yeah. nebulous because, yeah, is there an option D? Because I didn't feel any of those coming through. I felt like they had a funny thing where, yeah, Morty has some shame and it's going to spiral out, but I didn't think the episode like latched onto that and tried to do anything with it. Like really, because he kept on confessing it like he was required to confess and like the president is like, my God, man, we're all 14, but have some stuff. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he confesses it to to Rick and and, you know, Rick kind of like has another kind of like fairly cold reaction to it. I can't exactly rem- remember what. Oh, it's like, you know, Morty's like, I can't help it. It's my human nature. And he's like, what the fuck are you, a scorpion in some Nav- Navajo morality myth? Like yeah, what? You know, sure. Yeah, and but I don't what what is the change that like Morty should just obviously not be jerking off into the horse machine at work, but why was that wrong? Is it wrong because it's a horse fucking machine? Is it wrong because it was at his mom's job? Is it wrong because he lied about the scene? I, I would say you know, if it's wrong, it's wrong because he has no control over it, right? He's just giving in mm. to his base instincts and that can get you in a lot of trouble in a in a human society. It's true and cause a lot of problems for it. Um, but, but I don't know. Is Rick the one to point this out? Like Jesus Christ, he's <laughs> right. You know, the pot calling the kettle black here. But as he mentions, he's got a substance abuse problem, you know, like he might sure. have hit rock bottom, almost causing a, uh, interspecies civil war, uh, over, um, an unplanned, pregnancy of mm-hmm. a horsewoman. um, <laughs> But it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I just didn't understand exactly what they're trying to say. And then, you know, also, it's like, you know, maybe one of the lessons is explore your sexuality in your body, but do it on your own time and your own and, and, and place where you can guarantee your damn privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, do you need a horse machine? Like, we've been presumably jerking off for millions of years, hundreds of thousands of, of biologically human years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were no... <laughs> latex and and silicone powered horse fucking machines and the job got done you know 
true. Uh, if, pick, if where there's a will, there's a way, certainly. But also, pick up a frog. The chimps have shown us the the the, the chimpanzees at the zoo have shown us the way. Like, but we have the technology, know? right? We we you don't need the horse machine. All you need is like fifty bucks and the internet, kid. You can find these true, true. these uh, devices out there. It's not like this is some you know far future item that is there's a one of a kind and no one's ever conceived of it it's just like get a fucking flashlight get a manual powered but yeah you can always just get the the, the, the japanese are all over this man they know what's up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so like i said like i I think there's something like, like if there's something interesting to say about like even the way i think people like talking about flashlights and stuff the way that people talk about Sex toys optimized for male use versus sex toys optimized for female use is is bad and wrong and pro- and regressive and we need to stop that. But like again, the episode wasn't saying that. <laughs> I think that's it's being just, pretty generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, on a related topic, uh, I don't know what a horse fucking machine looks like, and I don't know like if like is there are there models and stuff because like on the one hand. If I was to draw like what I imagined a horse sex machine would look like, it would look like that thing. But on the other, mm-hmm. from what I know of like farming and like even like like, I don't know, maybe this machine's for like fucking stallions that are horse race winners or something. It just seems like a horse fucking machine would, would be closer to like a Home Depot <laughs> five gallon project button with some kind of like latex lid on it than it would like some kind of $30,000 Ducati designed AI and iRobot inspired translucent cyber stallion sucker. Like, yeah, I mean, I I can never show my internet search history to anyone now because I just looked up horse breeding machine. Uh, Oh shit. (laughs) And it apparently, yeah, they, they are totally a thing and it looks closer. Like you're saying to the home Depot option. It's a think of like, a six inch diameter PVC pipe with mm-hmm. uh, it's about like two, two to three feet of length of that, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it, it's essentially like a trash bag inside of it. And, and then it's mounted horizontally, <laughs> just like this machine. So, yeah, it's that's that, appropriate for much lower Morty's tank. level. That's appropriate for Morty's level of shame. Just just do it into yeah. the trash, but just skip the Kleenex and the wiping and the go. Right. The stuff. Just, just, <laughs> just jerk it right into the trash bag. You, you filthy, disgusting little little man. Yeah, I mean, this uh, is this is the government grant money version of that for sure. Uh, Beth, yeah. Beth is operating here, but yeah, it's it's I mean, why, Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Why would you spend a dollar more in design or research and development on making a horse come than you absolutely had to? Right. And like, I just feel like the horses aren't like long pad. They're not the pandas of the animal kingdom. That you know, they don't get. They just you know, drop that thing, mount something, in and out five seconds, you're done. You just it's mm-hmm. just just a waste of engineering. So yeah. Uh, but I guess, you know, if you have a horse hospital, that's a higher class of hospital. That's a higher class of horse. Maybe people demand the full cyber stallion experience for their horses. Yeah, It's the prices of horse insulin, man. If you're charging $6,000 a month for horse insulin, you can afford the good horse breeding machine. Right. Yeah, I don't I want free range horse semen. I don't want this garbage bag Home Depot bucket <laughs> bullshit. Bringing it in. Which gallon. which. Yeah, I want something BPA free for my horse. 
Uh, okay. So again, that's the only thing I can think of because it's the thing that kept on coming up again and again and again. The fact that Morty is doing something biologically urged, he's exploring his body and he's being punished for it because he just, he couldn't just tell his great look at his grandfather in the eye and say, or the president of the United States and say, yeah, I saw Mm -hmm. a hole that looked like it would be good. And I just, I just went for it, man. Um, I just don't think Morty's going to get much out of that. I've seen like, I've seen the real deal now. The cartoon mm-hmm. version is scaled down for Morty, let's say. Because mm. otherwise, well, what, the other thing what's is a like horse machine going to do for a 14-year-old boy? Nothing. Nothing. The stroking mechanism was like 24 inches down the line. I don't think it's exactly. like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Morty's the living tripod. There's been some <laughs> some uh, mega s- a seed across contamination. But like, <laughs> right. I think you'd have, well, yeah, a teenage boy would have a hard the and average the most alone. man in the world would be like you know halfway yeah. to you must be this tall to ride status <laughs> <laughs> you know fucking ponies might have a tr- trouble with this machine mm-hmm. maybe it's adjustable uh, and that's the kind he of, that's the kind a, of a stool right he just to get up uh, high yeah. enough he probably like he, I, <laughs> they didn't show the scene thank goodness although I'm kind of surprised no. they didn't uh, I did like it. I like how they showed the fact that Morty had been using it because he's like up on his, you know, he's he's up on the roof in like a uh, a, a pimp robe outfit, drinking drinking juice, you know, rehydrating himself and yeah. being like, Morty, you dirty dog. He's been hitting the machine hard. smile on his face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That barrel's half human DNA. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. Um I actually thought it was a lot of funny verbal uh, wordplay involved with, um, you know, Rick being like, well, I ought to analyze the horse semen. You know what they say? Measure twice, cut once, especially when you're talking horse, you know, see, I thought that stuff was really funny. And Morty's Hmm. like straight, like, no, you can't do that. You can't. And Rick's like, you young people got weird hills that you die on. (laughs) I thought that stuff was, was, was pretty funny. Uh, I really liked when Summer sees the the space sperm for the first time, she's like, "How big are horse dicks or space dicks or space?" Dicks. And then the yeah, president, first thing he asks is, "How big are space dicks?" Right? Yeah, like the scientists have been lying this whole time. There's, you know, we got a yeah, we got a, a real problem here. Um, I like the callback that the like you know Rick is still kind of unsure about his status with the president. He wants you know. Morty to lie because he's he's afraid of what the president might do if if Rick is behind a, a giant sperm issue. Um, we're getting geared up for the sixth annual Summer Badass Fest, and while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. 
Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. There's what else? And how, uh, uh, the other thing I think is just like how Morty is willing to start a war with the Chuds simply because of the shame he doesn't want to admit it his it's true his, uh, his shame you know and that maybe they're trying to say something bigger with that maybe all the all the governments and the people in them of the world are 14 year old boys at heart who don't want to admit shit don't want to uh face their own shame and so they'll start wars and you know all that stuff i don't think Dude, they're saying any of that but maybe a shockingly high percentage of people if you gave them a button and said you're about to be publicly embarrassed or you can push this button and an entire continent's worth of people disappear it won't be your continent it'll mm-hmm. be some other one I, a shocking amount of people would push that because yeah. there is yeah like you know um i think that's true that like shame does more to fuck up society than it does to hurt like guilt is good guilt is like an acknowledgement of you being responsible for something and a measure responsibility for ensuring that the thing gets unfucked Mm -hmm. but shame i don't know if shame does anyone any fucking good shame just makes you dishonest and deceitful and disconnected from the authentic you um and you know i yeah it's it's uh like i said i I, I'm kind of on board with some of this messaging. It's just a really, you know, using your mom's work equipment, uh, presumably during the work work day. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's like jerking off, like sneaking off to a break room or like a conference room at work to jerk off, except for a level above that. I think even it's like jerking it in your office. You know? Yeah. Gross. Yeah, or it's, or it's just like using the coffee machine to jerk off, or so you know, it's like you're using oh. a piece of equipment in a place. It's, it's it's not just that like, oh, this is a it's an unscheduled break room, and no one. It's like, like using you know, the boss's presumably jerk a high traffic area, like because because you know, I mean that that's what the machine's there for. It's not like this is an, uh, an improper use of the machine. It's just you're not supposed to be using it, <laughs> right? That's true. Using that's true. the using the executive uh, jerk off machine in the office. Uh, I also thought I also think it's funny that Rick and Morty has appropriated the use the, the the term chud and a whole generation of kids are going to not know any better and think chuds mean cannibalistic horses, especially yeah. since that's a popular insult online for like an unthinking reactionary type person. Like, I kind of like mm-hmm. how, you know, because, yeah, I, I, how do you feel about the original chuds? Uh, you know, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen any of those movies, and I don't how think have I you actually never seen it because I haven't. But how the hell have you not seen? I don't know, dude. Because it sounds like right up my right alley. Up your, 
Right, right. Uh, for people who don't know, cannibalistic humanoid, humanoid being the operative word here, underground dwellers mm-hmm. is is what a chud actually is. And I, yeah, they don't really do anything with that other than change it to horses, right? It's not like they're which is also part something. like these are also humanoid. Oh, like, true. These are humanoid. They're standing on their yeah. hind legs. And they have yeah. Yeah, they're completely anthropomorphized, hmm. except for they have hooves and horse mm-hmm. faces, and even their horse faces are pretty anthro. Um, you know, I found the Ponyta, who or whatever the princess was, gave me very strong Robin Wright vibes from like Wonder Woman, whatever her. You know, wow, that's the Mascara Warrior <laughs> persona is like. I I got very I got I got very uh, Robin Wright horse vibes from from. Hmm. How do you translate Robin Wright to horse? I it's I don't know that my brain can make that leap. Angular. I'm sorry. It's platinum and angular. I don't like <laughs> you, you. People get it. There's people listening to this podcast nodding vigorously right now. <laughs> sure. Okay, that's okay. all I'm going to say. You guys want to confess your shame? Fine. I'm to say platinum and angular. Leaving at that. I also really like the the scant details of the Chud culture, like. The Chud's the Article 17 of the Chudstitution. She's offering Rick horse immunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that stuff was was really funny. I loved it. I like they're setting up Rick as like okay, he's gonna bite the bullet and be a good de- uh, dude here. Uh, I love kissing your big horse teeth. It's like licking bathroom tile. All time great line. And then yeah, the that fact that the, the 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 horse just pops out and it immediately burrows underground and like, oh yeah, they're good right out of the box. Mm-hmm. And, and Rick's Christina like, all right, Re- cool. And Christina Ricci, who, who, who is the, the horse princess, if you didn't know, her fucking performance of this horse burrowing through ground was <laughs> highly entertaining. Like, she just went to the microphone and did the, like, simultaneously whinnying into a face full of dirt while she's chomping and tromping through it. <laughs> Hats off. Uh, yeah. She's 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 seems like a lot of fun. However, we are at the end of the good things to say about this episode. I'm afraid. Uh, yeah. I thought all of the military stuff was stupid and bizarre, and like yes, like yeah. a regression to the Gazorpazorp. Like like uh, hey, let's let's make fun of like gender stuff. And it's okay because we're going to wink, wink about it all this time. And and I don't know. It just feels like in 2021, it feels quite lazy. Yeah. To... I mean, that's the thing, right? It's, it's like, okay, yeah, you're making a point that I, I feel like everyone has made at this point. Like, I don't, it, you brought nothing new to the table there. It was just. Yeah. I don't know. A message of like, we, we get it now, right? I, I would hope we get that that this is uh-huh. ridiculous and a dated idea that, you know, men are somehow more effective in these roles than women. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I hated pretty much all of that stuff. I hated is a strong mm-hmm. word. I, I didn't find it funny at all, but it all goes in like this, the, the biggest badass. uh, you know, it's kind of funny that he was actually secretly super inept, but then he died. Like he's, he's wearing his wife's bikini underwear mm-hmm. and he's ashamed of it. And, and she, she promises it won't be she's any actually, shame, but then she's actually, him when and, but yeah, again, what the fuck yeah. is the, it's not funny and it's not no. saying anything profound. So like, what, what is it? Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, kind of a mess. 
It was. And like, you know, like having the multi-generator, like this is also, I think the third time like Beth and Summer have bonded over like how shitty it is to be a woman and have your opinions discarded and being left out of the adventures and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's old tr- ground that I, I feel mm-hmm. like even Harmon said on his podcast, like, like Zorpa Zorp is maybe one that we fucked up a bit. It was a little too just the joke is the joke. And you gotta, you know, if, if you're going to make that kind of joke, you gotta go a little bit further to say something more interesting or right. else you're just recycling shit that was cutting edge 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I guess you could also say that like, um, to the extent that Rick and Morty has a reputation for having a bit of a gross fan base, and it kind of does uh, along a lot of different axes, maybe having a booster shot of faux pop feminism every season or so to kind of you know uh, clean out the the, the timeline uh, isn't isn't bad. But on the other hand, it also makes me roll my eyes and like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. less if, if, if more, a couple more episodes like this and. You know, it's just stops becoming must see TV. But uh, I yeah. guess that's the thing. It's just one episode. Yep. Do you think that the giant incest baby? Mm-hmm. Do you think that is going to enter the continuity? Uh, yeah, possibly. I think so, too. But I can't imagine. That's the other thing is like if I thought that the giant incest space baby was a surefire hilarious addition to the cast i would be like well okay maybe this is a setup episode you know it's like the gazorpa zorpin except for you know gazorpa zorp scene uh junior morty jr is going to like show up and, and have more adventures or something um, no, i think it'll probably just be a callback later right i mean you know space beth is going to be more than that but they also use her for that and it could just be Hey, here's a callback to remember there's a giant Morty incest baby, Morty summer incest baby floating around out there. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it needs to have its own fucking episode or anything. I mean, this was the episode. Right. That was border. That was bordering edgy and saying something when the twin tail, the D4, because that's the other thing I is. I think they're implying that this is one of the dumber, less fit Morty sperms. It's got two tails. Sticky. Yeah. It looks it's sticky. It looks it looks like Doofus Rick. Um it's it's not fit and, and mean and warrior like like the other sperms. Um I I I, I don't but there's something interesting that they, they, they almost went there when like Su- Summer finds out she's been impregnated mm-hmm. by her brother's sperm inadvertently. And she's like, fuck that, and picks up a bazooka to terminate the pregnancy, and the president pulls the bazooka out of her hand. It's like, that's a life, and this is an election year. Yeah. But they didn't, there, there's, there's nothing, there was no dwelling on that very valid and kind of really gross point that, like, Summer doesn't have a chance to make this thing stop before, mm-hmm. like, it's literally the moment that the egg and uh, it was per- penetrated by the sperm. Like, right. That's right. that's one of the more interesting things, but it's it was just like a throwaway joke. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I don't know. We should probably talk about um, just the concept in general of of the incest okay. baby, right? Because I, everybody is talking about it. Everybody's pr- pretty much up in arms about like, oh, the the concept of incest baby is so offensive, and I don't know. It's certainly taboo, right? It's like a thing that we frown on upon uh, frown upon in society, but also they don't do anything offensive with it. 
necessarily. I would say the closest they get is that line from the president about the election year. But like, th- there's nothing yeah, offensive like- in here because th- this isn't like some forced relationship, some uh, forced sexual encounter between Rick or between Morty and Summer. It- it's all happening like at a distance, and the very concept. I don't think can be offensive. It can certainly be taboo. It's just not, I, I don't know for, for my uh, personal taste. I, you know, it, it's, it's something that it, there are a lot of topics where people don't even want to think about or talk about them. And they, they uh-huh. label that as like offensive topics, but they're not inherently offensive. They're just something that people grosses people out when they think about it. Yeah, I feel and like if someone like 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 if a neutral observer landed on this planet and said, "So, yeah, why are you guys uh really down on brothers and sisters having sex?" You should be able to from some sort of first principles explain like, "Well, here's why this taboo is in place and oh, this yeah, is it's why because, and, and uh, like have, to and, the and have a degradation it, of the entire species certainly, but like Sure, sure. But then they, if the aliens like, well, what if the brother and sister are sterile? Then it's like, you should be able to. Yeah, I think that people mm-hmm. should be able to have those conversations without being like, what's well, just fucking wrong, man? Um, you know, there's right. like all kinds of things, power imbalance, you know, uh, development of a healthy you know, and, and, and the development of healthy child attachment and all you could go. You could go on and on. But like, I do think that like when I think about in season one, where every time like like there was this one dream scenario where like you know summer was sexualized and rick and morty are both like ooh gross and like turning their heads not looking at it to like the last episode of rick and summer going on an ass eating like competition <laughs> mm-hmm. and like morty and rick are going into like full-on mermaid puss fuck sexual vacations it can start to feel like the show is grooming us as an audience. I I don't think that's what's actually happening, Hmm. but if people like on the totality of how sexualized these last few episodes and how they're kind of breaking down those taboos within the show. And I feel like that the overall message I'm getting is now kind of gross and offensive. I can, like I said, I don't agree and I'm not like up in arms about it, but I, kind of see the point people are having i feel i feel like, like if you're most of these people though are are up in arms about this but last week when there was uh a scene of uh, some alien creature fucking their dad uh when the world was about to end they thought that was the most hilarious thing ever it's like yeah, but there's a, there was people saying that like that the two were kind of like that's a fucking weird I even said that's a weird stinger like what the hell again what are they trying to say they're just trying to be funny and then this week it's a mm. incest again it's like you know like uh, I always think it's wild you go into Pornhub and like how much the shit is like you know stepsister stuck <laughs> in a dryer yeah but the like joke- a lot of incest porn on the front page sure. and it's like I, I kind of like okay well I'll take that at the green you know but like if if I saw a headline in New York Times like you know, brother, sister incest up 723% in the last five years. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe we should put a fucking stuff. And I, I think it's that it's like the cumulative. So you see it and it's like, okay, so that's not my humor, but then you see it and it's starting to be reinforced again. I don't think that's what's happening, and but I, think- I do think, society is, is a little bit more sensitive to this stuff than they used to be. And that's probably a good thing. Also because it's just not funny. Like I, th- this joke, th- also, there is no joke here, right? The joke is, haha, incest babies exist is the joke here. Whereas last week the joke was 
hey, uh, they're getting up to some crazy shit because the world in, is ending and oops, the world and didn't end. Matters. Now how fucking awkward yeah. is that, right? The, the, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There is no joke here, which is the most disappointing part of it. Like, I don't give a shit. It's, it's taboo topic, yeah, you, but you can make jokes about it. And then to not make a joke about it is is the offensive part to me, right? To, to claim yeah. that, hey, this is a comedy thing and this is supposed to be a funny bit of it, but then it not being funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was even, I think there was a little bit of funny stuff like Rick's big solution to saving the day was like, uh, hand job solo, pretty funny joke, but like him knocking mm-hmm. over his carbon jizz freezing unit just so he breaks the eye line with him and Morty as Morty's being strapped to the yeah. horse fucking machine. <laughs> uh huh. That that's that stuff is and like oh there are um, good jokes along the way sure and, you know this that's what I'm saying it's like imagine the same episode and like what if Rick was like uh, I'm not breaking the eye sign I want to make eye contact when this happens Morty this is like uh, it's doing something for me Morty <laughs> like would you be like ah that's kind of it's yeah. it's you know it's a spectrum and Rick mm-hmm. and Morty are currently kind of in this uncomfortable middle spectrum with this stuff as opposed to like I said going back to look at season one season two how they handled this stuff um. It'll it'll be interesting to see if this is just a phase or it's also could be that like there's a it wouldn't surprise me if like once a season there is a like you know what fuck it episode Mm -hmm. you know we got to make 10 of these a year we're kind of out of ideas uh let's see how kind of gross and weird and like come up with this stuff and we're super fucking high and drunk and there's no no rules just right and we'll just shit it out there and see what happens and this is you know, sometimes it'll lead to something like interdimensional cable, and sometimes it'll lead to the giant sperm of the incest baby on top of the Luxor that we're going to shoot in a space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, <laughs> I did like I, when I, the president know. launches it and says it's space's problem now. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> exactly pretty right. Funny. Just kick it, kick the can down the line. Um, yeah, but I, I mean good. that's the thing. It's like Rick and Morty have had what three below average episodes in their entire run. Oh yeah. And, it, and that's being kind of uncharitable. I would say if you throw in stuff like the slut dragon episode and mm. um, trying to think what's the other, what's the, what would be the third, third worst episode. It's this and pff, slut dragon, but I, I like slut dragon. So yeah, I did too. Uh, it's a pretty remarkable run of consistency. There's so, I mean like, God, you go into subreddit and people are like, this is what Dan and John and, and, Justin said they were going to do when they announced the contract. They said, you know, the next week, Rick, uh, Dan got on the podcast and said, oh, you think you've seen bad Rick and Morty? Wait until now. Guys, this is a comedian making a self-deprecating joke on his podcast. I'm pretty sure, you know, to the extent that, like, he's getting wealthy and checked out on life. Yeah, that's probably happening. But, like, I don't think he's actually literally going into the writer's room and being like, fuck it. I'm I'm. I'm I'm untouchably wealthy now. I don't give a shit. I don't care about being funny. I don't care about the respect of my peers and my friends. Like it's they just had a bad episode. Now, yeah, I mean, three or four more got, of the season uh, we can talk. But they've got a bunch of writers too, right? It's not like okay, Dan checks out, but they've got talented uh, comedian writers right. making this shit too. It's not like Dan's the the golden god, the the fucking Midas touch here. I mean. Yes, I feel like he's a, a lot very of people funny guy and created it, but also other people can tell jokes in his style for sure. Yeah, and I think that that's but like when I read the criticisms, I I feel like that it it came mm-hmm. down to like, well, Dan Harmon is famously gross, and actually so is George, uh, Justin. So that's the problem. Also, they're checked out and they've turned the thing over to a bunch of amateur writers. And I'm like, amateurs? man, at no point. <laughs> 
unless you're going back to the Doc and, and Marty days, mm-hmm. at no point was this ever just something that like Justin and Dan worked on in the closet. Right. And like came out and been like, animate this. They've always had a big room, a uh, writer's room of people helping them out. It's always been a collaborative effort. They've always had done the same process. So it's just, if you're not liking it as much, it's probably because this is no longer a unique treat and it's becoming something that we're like expecting and a level of quality that we're, and that's good. That's fine. But yeah, like I said, like, let's, let's, let's let the show flounder a bit before we're ready to just be like, you know, do it in. Um, one other thing I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing two weeks ago when, when people started posting about it on, on Reddit, but the fact that like Rick has still not used his portal gun. Yeah. Four episodes into, I'm starting to s- suspect that this is a thing um, that this is going to be some kind of surprise reveal later on for like, ah, you guys thought, and it's, these have been clones or decoys the whole time, et cetera, mm. et cetera. Um, do you think that there's something to the Rick not portaling? I mean, it is remarkably like consistent at this point, and it has been in past seasons remarkably consistent in the other direction. Like they use the portal gun all the time in previous seasons. So maybe I wonder yeah. if, because the other thing is people have noticed like the lack of vomit on Rick sometimes, the lack of belching, and like, well, is that because Justin doesn't want to do it anymore? It's hurting his throat. I wonder if they're actually trying, you know, when Rick is saying stuff like I got a substance abuse problem, I wonder if he's actually starting to hit approaching like rock bottom for him. Because mm. I know that like they really portrayed like his handling of the clone bed situation as like a betrayal of his job as being a father, mm. something that actually kind of like, sh- and I-, I wonder if, you know, maybe he's trying to not solve every problem with the portal gun. Maybe he's trying to be like, oh, fuck it. We'll just blast off to a different reality when the going gets tough. He's trying to stick it out and 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 make a life um, like this is like like Rick, like people say, oh, they depowered Rick. Well, maybe Rick is just, you know, um, trying to be a better or more well-rounded person. Um, or it Maybe, could be I mean, this episode too, is but. remarkably devoid of Rick. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't need Rick, um, except for the initiating event. Right. Um, yeah. Like and Rick the where, he sperm and, he, where he's like, Hey, I got my own, I got my, I got my own plot wrap up, Morty. Uh, but, but yeah, he, oh, he's well, very, but the main plot, the a plot here doesn't really do a lot with Rick. Um, yeah, he's sidelined. Yeah. So I don't know. And he kind of was in the, the planet planetina stuff. Um, that was kind of the a plot. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, we've had an absence of important Rick stuff lately. And and as a consequence, we've also had an absence of portal gun. Could be. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, but I, I think four episodes there, I'm, I'm more leaning toward they're yeah. probably doing something intentional and we'll have to see how it all pans out. Um, I will say that like uh, there were some people there was uh, we got a couple emails with uh, some details from some leaked episodes uh, and I, I kind of like uh, skimmed like you tried to stay because I, I I'm not looking for what's going to happen three Rick and Morty's from now like if that's your yeah. bag I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not bagging it um, it's just like I don't I, I'm happy to break Rick and Morty news but that like I just feel like doing this for 10 years the times that leaked scripts and episodes have actually led to the fan community's enjoyment of the thing more and more intensely 
is like almost nothing. Yeah. So I'm going to, for the sake of the podcast, and I think the, the the coverage, just you know, wait until I can actually, you know, why would I want to see the Cliff Notes version of a Rick and Morty episode when I can see it beautifully animated? You know, like no joke is going to land when it's just you know just on there on the paper. But like if the animators go for broke and it's it's in the context of the episode, that's where the funny stuff happens. So I mean, would you would rather have read the Mister Meesick script? you know, weeks before you yeah. saw the episode or would you, so I, I'm, I appreciate everybody sending that in, but I'm, I'm not going to, and I'm also not going to divulge that information on the podcast. So people are afraid of that, mm-hmm. but it is time for us to get the feedback. Uh, oh, I guess we should talk about the stinger. That's where it makes me think that before we get the feedback, that's the way it makes me think that there is going to be some continuity since the space mm-hmm. baby immediately came back. Yeah. Um, and as a living, like there it's matured. It's, 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 it's now a space baby. Uh, not just a space fetus or a space zygote or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a 2001 riff too, you know? Yeah, for sure. They use the music and everything. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I thought it was funny. This guy, you know, feeling guilty about, you know, being an astronaut and being away from his family and leaving himself so far right. behind. And then I hope there are no reminders. And then here comes a space baby, which you could see coming right immediately as the guy, is talking about this. Right. So it, I didn't feel it was like particularly funny, but it got a chuckle. Yeah. And you like, to, that's kind of like the episode itself. Mm-hmm. But then like they have the astronauts, I guess, and ground being like, Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah what a real bore. And I'm like, what the hell is yeah. this even? I don't know. Just top to bottom, top to bottom. This was a, a head scratcher, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get the feedback. See what people thought. You can send us feedback at Rick and Morty at baldmove.com. It's so easy. Rick and Morty at baldmove.com. First up is Judah saying, I'm loving your coverage of season five so far. I find both your comments insightful and it furthers my enjoyment of the show. That's why we're here. (laughs) Glad that it's, it's having its intended effect. Secondly, I was curious about what the both of you thought about Morty and summer this season, specifically them seemingly becoming more like Rick. Maybe mm-hmm. I can't remember it from previous seasons, but I found Morty going on badass murder sprees in episodes one and three this season, something that he definitely not have done in earlier seasons, something much more like Rick. Um, I mean, Morty has gone on murder sprees, but it's always been yeah. like back up against the wall, accidentally shoved someone that fell down the stairs. Uh, Rick superpowers him with armor and, right. you know, when he can't take of. it anymore. Right. Um, it's never been like, you know, Morty snaps a pencil in half and like takes out a whole room full of people like in a savage kind of when that's a Rick like Rick mm-hmm. will use technology, but he will also, you know, kill you with a sharp stick if he has to. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you go way back, though, Morty would have none of this. Right. Morty would have been. More concerned about what's going on in his his school hallway than on some other planet and like yeah it's definitely happening they're they're definitely being influenced by rick i mean summer is becoming rick in a lot of ways a lot of ways right uh sexually uh aggressively like all of those things that rick is uh summer is adopting a lot of that stuff and morty's you know, I think Morty is like more resisting it. He he's trying to um, actively, whereas Summer is leaning into it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's going to happen, right? You are kind of the people you hang out with. True, you are you are your friends. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was like, also it could be just a reaction, you know, like I wonder if there, if the episode is saying that like becoming like Rick is not inevitable. If you had the options that Rick has got, if you can flee from any mistake with a portal gun, mm-hmm. If you can master time and space, if you effectively don't have to worry about dying or getting old or your kidneys failing because you can just invent better new ones and clone bodies and all that kind of shit. Like if you become this kind of demigod, it's like it's it's a tale that they told before. Like this is Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan lost his humanity, not because he was granted fantastic powers, but as a result of just living with that like, as a human, you stop becoming human. Yeah. Um, but I also wonder if like, so then where does that lead us with the age old question of like, where are they going with Rick? You know, is that going to be like, well, you if, if you've got these fantastic powers, you have there's a way with an, an, a huge amount of humility and personal development and love for family that you can hold on to your humanity or is losing it inevitable. Do you have to hit rock bottom and, and see the, the limits of this technology and the, the powers before? I think. That's the interesting question. Yeah, I think, you know, if this were sort of more traditional storytelling, I'd probably assume that Rick knows his own flaws, right? And knows how those have negatively affected him. And then if he were to see these flaws manifesting in the, his grandchildren, he would have some about face moment or, or some moment where he has to at least make that decision. Am I going to do the same things to them that this stuff has done to me? Um, am I going to perpetuate all the flaws I see in myself in these kids, or am I going to try to change myself to influence them to be better than I was? And they might go there. Like, I I don't think Rick and Morty is like so far off the map on traditional storytelling when it comes to the emotional beats. Um, And actually it kind of, you know, in some ways they follow the formula pretty specifically that story circle stuff is, you know, a, a tale told throughout time. So like, maybe they maybe that's the thing maybe they rick just ends up realizing he doesn't want to turn these kids into him i think that's actually the root of him refusing to consciously make the choice about which beth is a clone and which one is the real because like he got into his head that like he fucks up everything he touches so like he doesn't want to influence his daughter even by you know keeping track of which one's which like he's he, he's he's abandoning his responsibilities as a father, but in a in a I think a misguided like enlightened kind of way. Like, well, I fucked up my life and all my choices, so like I you you know whatever your choices are, they I want them to be yours. Um, which is probably also an act of cowardice, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Being like, <laughs> yeah, I, your... I, I I fucked you up and got you in this position, but like I'm not going to even try to opine or help you out and getting your way, you know, because um, it's too hard for me. Yeah. For sure. And I don't want any blame. I don't want any more mm-hmm. blame. You know, they like, can't blame me for going. Yeah. So, um, but we, we will see because again, we're, we're only really halfway through this whole experiment. <laughs> right? Yeah. We haven't so even hit the end of act goes, two where it should get to its lowest point. So. Right. Right. Um, they also have a parenthetical Judah does, uh, wondering if we had thought about covering the last of us HBO show when it comes out. Hell Yes. Uh, both you and, and I are big thing. fans of that game, and it, it, mm-hmm. it's got Craig Mazin writing it, uh, and it's and it's mm-hmm. on HBO. I'm like 100 percent in for whatever that guy's doing. That Chernobyl was so good. Some of the other stuff yeah, he's that's, written that's, is so good. If you didn't know, he's the the showrunner, the creative behind um, 
you know, uh, Chernobyl and that like already went a long ways in nailing kind of the <laughs> and the post-apocalyptic phases of that, like nailing kind of the look and the the despair and <laughs> right. yet yeah. the, the hope and optimism of the setting. Just like, I think he's going to knock it out of the park. You got it. Like, honestly, this could be our chance, all of us to go back collectively and have a guy like Frank Darabont, for example, doing a really high class zombie uh, film. Uh, but but yeah. instead of doing it on some money grubbing network like AMC, we got the, the stewardship of, of HBO with the patience and the, the big money and the the uh, eye for critical prestige and, and awards. So the talent, I'm yeah. really excited. Uh, the talent attached to this has been so. Yeah. Um, we're keeping an eye on it. Uh, and it's always like, who the hell knows? Like mm-hmm. we'd have some real problems if the expanse and the last of us and foundation and the boys <laughs> and you know, like if they all came back at once and with COVID and like everything stay, it, it, yeah. it, it, like we might have some, and then fucking book of Boba, like all these things we're excited about. Um, the Lord of the Rings prequel, the game of Thrones pre- there's so much stuff that's going to come out supposedly in the next 18 months. I'm really afraid there's going to be some painful cuts because we're just two people or it's two dudes. Right. Um, but it would have to be some kind of, and it would be, it would be towards the top of any of those lists of interest. I would think. Sure. So, um, okay. Moving on to Sheldon, longtime listener, first email. Well, welcome. After watching the first uh, couple episodes of season five of Rick and Morty and seeing the trend of the not so great superhero teams, um, the boys, Invincible, Umbrella Academy, Jupiter's Legacy, etc. What if Rick and Morty writes uh, writers are preparing the audience for the new Vindicators as this season's finale arc, comparable to the new Avengers? Mm. We know new, Noob Noob and Supernova are still alive. They could add to the roster Planetina, Mr. Mm-hmm. Nimbus, and some other characters. Add in another Crocubot as a joke on how <laughs> some characters are so normal that they can be exchanged for someone else with that exact same power, such as Hawkeye. Mm. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Now that you mention it, I could see it. I'd like Planetina to come back. It's tough though. Planetina is kind of a villain now. So is she part of the Vindicators or is she going to be kind of a villain too? You know, like they, they, their good guy image was carefully manufactured and they hid their deepest shame. Sure. Like, Um, Like the boys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that idea. I also like uh, instead of Crocubot, like Bird Person or Phoenix oh, Person. Oh yeah, because like he's last seen strapped to Rick's workbench. Rick's going to try to redeem him. So mm-hmm. like maybe that's like uh, just put Rick a chip in his there, brain like, and force him to be yeah. redeemed, and then see where that goes. That could be fun. Or just try to deprogram him from the Federation stuff, and and uh, you know like uh, this is your training wheels for being a good guy again. Keep an eye on him, kind of thing. Um, but they'll, that'll event speaking of continuity that that's going to eventually come back around. Oh yeah. Has uh, I think, I think, uh, new vindicators is a very strong possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a fun plot. Um, you, you are right to observe that there has been some super powered characters that they, that they've acquired in the last few episodes. I could see, uh, it building up to that for sure. Oh, uh, I also wanted to mention there was no, you know, short uh, interdimensional cable type skit in this episode. So they're probably Damn. not trying to do the the drip feed that we were talking about in previous episodes. So maybe we get one thing they could have done to redeem, you know, throw in a cut, throw in a cut to IDC. <laughs> no, no, no. They can redeem it by doing a whole IDC somewhere in this season. That would be I agree. Redemption. 
I agree. Yeah, instead of like if ever you feel like phoning in an episode, just to get Dan right? and Justin drunk in the booth and do a IDC. Nobody says no to that. Nobody. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. It's time. It's time. It's been a few years. Let's move on to Sean. Not much to say other than this was a pretty rough episode. It felt like a microwave reheated stew of old jokes spiced up with incest. The main plot felt like a rehash of raising Gazorpazorp, not in itself a strong episode. I read a post on Reddit claiming that Amazon accidentally streamed an episode from later in the season briefly today. Ah, this is okay. So this is oh, one okay. of the That's emails the are alluding are. to this. Yeah, they, they, they also, this is aired out of production order. This was created as episode two or uh, 505 and it ends up being released as 504. I wonder why. I, I yeah. wonder if there's like a problem that they had to like, you know, like with the like something subtle, like maybe a di- new piece of dialogue or they changed the character's look and they needed to bump something. And maybe this was not quite fully. I, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. This this episode feels like more than 30 seconds of polish away from being a, a good episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, uh uh, they also want to know if there's any thoughts about another episode sans portal gun. I think we talked about that that enough. But um, wild Amazon, how did they fuck that up? How do you accidentally and what kind of damages do you pay for that kind of breach? Like, what kind <laughs> of make know. good is required for like releasing an episode of Rick and Morty three weeks early on your stupid streaming? Pro- I, although I gotta say, I love that Amazon updates the catalog if you paid for the season the second that the episode finishes air- airing. Oh, do they? Like, it's cool. Okay. Yeah, like I've been like uh, by eleven thirty, it's always in the system and ready to go, which is nice because huh. we're like I'm usually getting off of Sci Fi Sundays too late to get the the original airing but like i'm not ready to go to bed at 11 so like this works out perfect i get my first watch you know go to bed wake up did it so it's it's been nice so i hope whatever they do doesn't jeopardize that i don't want to go back to like oh well you can see it on you can pay 30 bucks for a season but you'll see it 48 hours after it aired right um but yeah you can't air it plus 72 weeks early (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know, man. Contracts. I'm sure there's uh, something in there for that. Maybe it's is all like this is another clue. The Rick's portal gun. There's time shenanigans. This wasn't a leak. Mm. This was just actually uh, our whole universe skipped forward three weeks uh, and aired it. And it was just a localized pot. It's <laughs> it's Szechuan right, sauce all over again, baby. Because it sounds like <laughs> we're going to need it. All right, uh, that's it for the feedback this week. If you'd like to send us more, please do so. Rick and Morty at ballmove.com. Uh, we will consider all those those crazy extra-dimensional ideas you have. Uh, maybe the portal gun will show up next week. Maybe it won't. Um, interesting title. I guess we can, yeah, the episode's almost over. This is a bonus for people that uh, don't shut off the thing until the very end. Rick Dependent Spray. I was expecting mm-hmm. some Independence Day goof or some like belated 4th of July stuff. None of that. Uh, it's just uh, I mean, just an episode, the, just a pun. If the sperm space sperm is the equivalent of the aliens invading, I guess there's some of that. But like, yeah, and nothing like super overt or or super specific. 
Yeah, I, I just think like how bottom of the barrel are we going to scrape for puns when we're down to like season 10 or does oh, yeah. Rick and Morty wave the white pun flag and be like somewhere <laughs> in season seven, they're just going to be called the one where Rick and Morty go to the mermaid puss planet or they're going to just go, the, they're going to go uh, uh, always sunny style, you know? Yeah. It's I, essentially I thought... the gang does whatever and it's a generalized uh, example of what the gang's doing. I mean, I assume they'll try and do this. Like, this is a TV thing where you pick a theme for your titles and go the whole run with it. I, I thought more dinner Rick Andre was a real big stretch, a real stretch. Yeah, I mean, the spray is obviously Morty's, uh, but it should have been more dependent spray. I think <laughs> next next episode's pretty good. A Mordican Griff Grickfeedy. Uh, so if it's not about <laughs> classic cars or teenagers right. cruising, uh, then then it's again scraping bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, unhappy independent spray, as it turned out. Seems like most people were 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 disappointed, but we'll see. We'll see the next week's episode, which is supposed to be this week's episode next week. We'll do that at the appropriate space time coordinates of next week. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya. Pickle Me This is distributed and produced by Bald Move. All music featured on this podcast is from the Rick and Morty soundtrack, available from Sub Pop Records. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To discover the many other great shows we do, please check out baldmove.com. If you appreciate what we do and want to directly support us, consider joining our club at patreon.com baldmove to get access to exclusive bonus audio and video features. Finally, you can follow us on your favorite social media at Bald Move. See you next time.